Hi, I'm Sam Murray, the Young Greens co-chair, and you are listening to the Young Greens podcast. Coming up on today's show, we're going to be talking about the local elections on May the 4th. We have several Young Greens candidates in key areas who could be elected this week, so we're going to find out a bit more about who they are and where they're standing. We're also going to be talking to a current Young Greens councillor, Councillor Majin Ma from Sheffield, about his job and his role, and why he thinks that more Young Greens should become councillors. And finally, we're going to talk to Bristol University Young Greens Society, who I met with earlier this week, to talk about what they're doing in their campaign to get Molly Scott Cato elected the first Green MP for Bristol West. So, May the 4th is, of course, our local elections. But what is actually happening around the country, and which seats do we need to keep our eye on as the results roll in? Young Greens podcast correspondent Catherine Love has been exploring just that. Media focus might be on the snap general election called by Theresa May for 8th of June, but before then there's another political contest to be fought across Britain. On Thursday 4th of May, there are 4,851 council seats being contested in England, Scotland and Wales. There are also six new mayors being elected to represent Greater Manchester, Liverpool City Region, the West Midlands, Tees Valley, Cambridgeshire and Peterborough and the West of England. Finally, Doncaster and North Tyneside are electing local authority mayors, who will act as the executive leaders of those local authorities. These local elections are an important opportunity for the Greens to build on recent successes. Prescott Town Council, for instance, now has two Green councillors, Joanna Burke and young Green Kai Taylor, who won his seat in March with a 70% swing from Labour. Also in March, Trish Marsh won the Leominster South seat on Hertfordshire Council, bringing the total of Green councillors in the area up to three. And in a by-election in the Forest of Dean in February, The Greens scored an important victory over UKIP, as Sid Phelps won a seat from a UKIP councillor. The Green Party currently has 164 councillors in England and Wales, and in these elections we're defending 34 seats. In total, the Green Party has a record number of 1,561 candidates standing across England, Scotland and Wales on 4th of May. The party is also fielding candidates in five of the six mayoral elections – Will Patterson is standing in Greater Manchester, Tom Crone in Liverpool City Region, James Byrne in the West Midlands, Julie Howell in Cambridgeshire and Peterborough, and Darren Hall in the West of England. The Young Greens are involved in some of the key races across the country. Sarah Thin of the Durham Green Party is campaigning alongside Jonathan Elmer to be the first Green councillors in Neville's Cross. After coming in second to the Liberal Democrats in 2013, the Greens are strong contenders here. As a current law student at the University of Durham, one of Sarah's key pledges is to improve the relationship between the university and the city, while she and Jonathan are also promising to rethink the city's transport and reduce its air pollution, which currently exceeds national safety limits. Meanwhile, Jack Lennox, who recently stood as the Green Party's candidate in the Copeland by-election, is contesting the Keswick seat in the Cumbria County Council elections. 
The local Green Party's policy priorities for the area include promoting investment in public transport, prioritising small businesses and increasing social care services and affordable housing. Keswick's current independent councillor is not running on 4th of May, so Jack faces what could be a close-fought battle against Labour and the Conservatives. And in Crawley, Richard Cale is standing in the West Sussex County Council elections for Southgate and Gossips Green. This year, the Mid-Sussex, Crawley and Horsham Green Party is contesting more seats on the County Council than ever before, in a challenge to the Tories' historical dominance in the area. Richard is Crawley born and bred, and his campaign is focused on the future possibilities for green initiatives, local business and sustainable transport. He's also standing in June's general election as the Green Party's candidate in Crawley. The political situation right now is fraught. As the nation faces yet another big vote, just two years after the last general election and 12 months on from the divisive EU referendum, it's clear that people are fed up and keen for a different kind of politics. As the Tories push forward with a hard Brexit and crippling austerity policies, and the Labour Party continues to be riven by internal divisions, the Greens are the only party offering a politics of hope. And while national politics grab headlines, it's at a local level that vital choices are made which affect people's daily lives and the health of the environment they live in. Green councillors are able to make a real difference in these communities by protecting the environment, opposing cuts to local services and fighting threats such as fracking. The Green Party's five-point pledge for its local elections campaign involves commitments to local green spaces, decent social care, air fit to breathe, affordable homes and action on climate change. With the general election looming on the horizon, 4th of May is a chance for voters to send a message about what they care about and the kind of politics they want. If the Green Party can demonstrate and build on the meaningful difference it's making locally, it can also make a compelling argument for its place in national politics. Thank you very much to Catherine Love for that really insightful guide to what's actually happening around the country this Thursday. So with the possibility of young Greens being elected councillors, we thought we'd take this opportunity to find out what it's actually like to be a young Green in this position, whether there's any challenges that you might face, or whether there's certain things that you have to get used to. I was in Sheffield earlier this week to help support the campaign launch for uh, our student pledges looking at education. And during this period, I managed to meet up with one of our Young Greens councillors from Sheffield, Majid Mar. And Majid uh, told me a lot about his own personal experiences he's found about being a Young Greens councillor. So here is our interview. What's it like being a Young Green and being a councillor? Um, it's, it's fun. People obviously kind of treat you a bit differently, but it's obviously people, it's interesting because people always, what I find anyway, people want to hear your input more just because obviously if you look at the average age of a councillor, it's predominantly a lot more older really. So people tend to like, I think people respect you more and also just want to get your thoughts on certain issues and stuff like that. So I think it, all in all, it is really, really positive and I always encourage as many young people to get involved in their local city council or county council, even parish council for that matter, really. Awesome. I mean, have you found there's been any challenges at all about, because obviously I'm guessing it's a, an environment mainly full of old white men, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Ha, have you found any challenges in, or any kind of like patronising attitudes? Yeah, yeah not, not because I'm young, because I'm green. Like, right. I've not had like much 
issues or anything like that because of the fact that I'm young is mainly just because I'm green because it's like it's people just kind of just like well either red or you're blue I guess there's no blue in Sheffield pretty much but it's like <laughs> Sheff, like they say oh like they just kind of like will kind of dismiss you or but to be honest like, deep down like to be honest, I, I have got good friends in the Lib Dems councillors and good friends in Labour councillors as well some councillors are great local councillors but some of them are completely useless at the same time so it's like they obviously kind of respect you but it's when it comes down to like full councils and it's just basically they're just like all your friendships kind of go out the window bizarrely but it's like they'll just kind of like just say what they want and they'll be disrespectful but it's like it's just a front it's literally just pretty much a complete pantomime full council so it's it's especially from like obviously like the whole point is to debate on issues and kind of vaunt it but it's fully well knowing that everything's been decided before you actually go in the room and even the debates are going to be staged and everything so it's kind of that's how it kind of is really but it's I've like since I've kind of like I don't, even though it's been pretty bizarre like I've had so much love from the UKIP councillors so I mean, honestly I, when I was going into it I was like oh my god UKIP right but honestly they've like treated me better than some Labour councillors and it's like they are, they're human at the end of the day do you know what I'm saying so it's like they're just really really obviously their politics are completely skewed and completely um, ridiculous but it's them as human beings and it's very respectful genuinely lovely caring people but and um, I can't say that for some of the like other councillors, but it's yeah they've been like they've been kind of nice. But it's it's been challenging in the sense that it's managing people's expectations at times. Well, most of the time, really, like a lot of the different types of casework. And I think I'm pretty fortunate in the, in the sense that my ward is really diverse. So it's like the highest student populated ward in the city. But it's also got lots of like really diverse multicultural parts. It's also got lots of and just normal young families as well as old families and sheltered accommodation. So it really is diverse. And I think for me that makes things really exciting. So rather, I'd hate it if it was just the same demographic for the entire world really. So I'm pretty fortunate in that sense. So when you're in the council chamber, what are the kind of main issues that you enjoy campaigning on? Or um, the main issues that, that are affecting your ward at the moment that you've okay. got to do work on trees <laughs> so like i think like just in sheffield in general and uh, it's trees have been a big issue and it's to be honest it's not even just about the trees it's the fact that the council have not been listening and want to approach that we know what's best like put up or shut up kind of situation so i think people are kind of being are fed up of it so you get you do get the petitions every month regarding like a specific part of sheffield like save neverhead trees save ecclesford road trees xyz so that kind of that's a regular theme we've also had stuff on like uh, so I put in a motion on TEF, like the Teaching Excellence Framework, and, and basically there's been motions on 20 mile per hour zones. So it, it literally varies every month, and really. So it's a very, like, and we had the budget as well. So it does, like, the motion, as well, I'm sure it'll be the same other parts. So whatever's topical nationally, like, make the, you'll see a motion on it, but you also do, we, well, as well, especially for us, we try to make it as much local as possible, keep that local aspect to it and everything. So it's, it's changes month to month, really. Awesome. So if I can take you back to when you were campaigning to be elected and that yeah. thing, looking back now, what are the kind of lessons that you think you learned during that process? And what advice would you have for Young Greens candidates who are standing to be elected? And um, so... One of the lessons I learned when I was like just campaigning for myself to kind of to get elected, yeah. um, honestly, it's it's pretty, it's literally just enjoy it because as well, it's 
you do meet a lot of people, even just through campaigning and comes. And I think it's different because especially there was like, when I stood, it was the all-out elections because they had local boundary changes. So there was three wards, three seats per ward that were all up for an election. And really, so it's honestly just, I think, why I always tell people, it's just get involved in your local party and just, even though if nobody suggests or says, oh, hey, have you thought of being a candidate? Just put yourself forward. Just like, literally, like, I was always involved. I was like the fundraising officer and I kind of got involved through that and I kind of just involved in the exec. It just kind of just showed a bit of willingness, really. And then when it kind of came up in, see, up in the ward that I lived in, I kind of just thought I'm going to put my hat in it. Just so I can represent the people that might not necessarily be represented at full council, whether they be young people, whether they be BME people, people of colour, etc. So it's just literally just get involved and just, it can be a bit nerve wracking because it's like, especially, even Sheffield Green Party is predominantly old people, like, so it's, there's not much young people. It's like, I've had it where I've kind of invited some young people to kind of come along and they just, they do find it boring and dull. I guess that's something each, not just Sheffield, most Green Parties have to kind of work on how they can engage better with young people and it's not just kind of, as we're like let's, let's be honest we also get the whole class situation or just majority middle class people which if we look at Sheffield Green Party they kind of are even though it's basically we do have members from different sorts of um, class different backgrounds and everything like that but it's the ones that are active is like we need to say why are certain groups of people active and the others not active like so there's a lot of stuff that we can be doing better but it's just kind of just making sure that we are keeping it as inclusive and open to as much people as possible therefore we'll have more people from different backgrounds as well as young people actually wanting to get involved and make a difference in their community I suppose. Thank you very much to Councillor Majid Ma for allowing us to interview him about his experiences of being a councillor and I think the main message to take away from this is it is possible for young people to offer something into the council chamber so I would encourage as many young greens as possible to get in touch with us to talk about how they could potentially become councillors. We're here and we're ready to help you on that journey. So now we are going to talk about that other election, the big one, the Snap General election on June the 8th. And we're going to head over a bit more south from uh, Sheffield. We're going to head over to Bristol, and particularly the constituency of Bristol West, where things are hotting up and the Green Party are looking the favourites to take the seat and have our second Green MP in the form of Molly Scott Cato, who is currently one of our Green MEPs for the southwest of England and Gibraltar. So we're going to talk to now Bristol University Young Green Society to find out about what they're doing in their campaign to be elected. And we're also going to find out why this campaign is incredibly inclusive. So hi, I'm Mark and I'm the secretary of GreenSock. Hi, I'm James. I'm the treasurer of Bristol GreenSock. Hi, I'm Amy. I'm the president of GreenSock. Although I have no mandate, so just call me (laughs) Theresa May. So we're here in Bristol with uh, the Bristol University Young Green Society and of course a lot of exciting things have been happening recently in Bristol. Can you tell us a bit about them? Yeah, so a general election has been called and we are the national target seat to get another Green MP, so we're very excited. For Bristol West we have Molly Scott Cato as our uh, candidate in in this election. Um, She's currently MEP for the South West. Mm and is now hoping to be the next MP, and we think she's great, so we're putting all our effort into our student campaign to elect her on the 8th of June. So, in that campaign, what kinds of activities have you been doing so far? 
So, we've kind of been gearing up for a snap general election with Bristol Green Party. So, we formed the society in November this year, which is a really good thing that we formed it now, because if we didn't, we wouldn't really have a group of students willing to get involved. So that was good. Um, we actually had an event with Molly in January in Cafe Kino in Bristol, where we had like a Meet Your MEP event. And that was great, like loads of students came down, had a Q&A with Molly um, and then she stayed around after talking to all the students, which was really good, everyone was really engaged with that. Um, we've had a few more events since then, we had a Make Votes Matter afternoon, where we talked about electoral reform. And then, yeah, we've had a few socials, yeah. and now it's all go, go, go for Molly, so we've just had our meeting talking about our student strategy. We're going to have some talks with Molly and some other big names, such as Caroline Lucas and Amelia Womack, which is great. Um, lots of action weekends coming up. Yeah, basically you name it and we're doing it. Uh, we were also at the banner drop for, what was it? The um, Oh yeah, the Bridges Not Walls. Bridges Not Walls, that was a while ago now. Uh, but yeah, so for the campaign we've just had, we just had a meeting, uh, we had our AGM, um, well, I've been elected treasurer again for next year, Ooh. and Amy, you are secretary? Yes. Yes. From abroad. Yes, and other Amy, who is not here, will be our, our new president next year, but uh, we just had about a two-hour meeting about um, our strategy going forward, uh, some of the things we're going to be doing campaigning about, um, such as... So, yesterday, the Green Party launched their three pledges to students, which were, one, to scrap tuition fees, Two, bring back maintenance grants, and to three, match the soon-to-be-lost EU funding, such as Erasmus. Um, which is great, because Molly Scott Cato has already laid out her campaign and set out, um, have put students at the heart of the campaign, basically. So we're really excited to be pushing these forward for Bristol students and getting everyone on board and telling them why voting Molly is the best option for them. Cool. So why should we come to Bristol West? Why should we come down to support this campaign? Uh, well, the Green Party, we've had Caroline in, uh, in Parliament for a little while now, and she has been fantastic. She's pushed forward lots of great legislation. Uh, she, I think she's been voted the most ethical or the best MP multiple times from different places. Um, and basically, we want a second Green MP. And Molly is probably our best shot this election, she's also a fantastic candidate um, and essentially we want to have Molly into the uh, House of Parliament to be pushing forward for, for green things um, and yeah just, do, just doing great work there and yeah so we need as much help as possible in Bristol West. Um, it's, it's a tight race between us and Labour uh, but we can definitely win it. Lots of Lots of places are saying that we've got a really good chance. I think the bookies are putting us in first now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but it's definitely not for certain, so we need people down here. We need people helping out, campaigning, leafleting, door knocking, anything you can do, social media, just anything. Just get the word out, vote Molly. Yeah, and we know it's exam time and it's really inconvenient, but this is really a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. And obviously, put yourself first, prioritise your studies, but... If you can spare just like one day or a few hours, it'll be a great revision break. And we're having loads of fun at the same time because we're having action weekends, including some Young Greens action weekends where people are going to come from all over the country. 
and we're going to be campaigning all day, get free lunch, which is really nice. And in the evening, we're going to have great socials out in Bristol with some really new friends. So come on down. Yeah, and I believe Jonathan Bartley's going to be here pretty much every weekend, is it? Or... Yeah. Yeah, so all the big names are going to be here. And we've got, we've got Caroline as well. Exactly, it's the place to be. So Mark, you have obviously come to us from the, from the Maltesian Greens. Yeah. What's the experience like being involved in the UK general election campaign? And do you feel very much involved in it, even though... Uh, you, I, am I right for you? You can't vote in this one. You can vote, can't you? Because it's Commonwealth, isn't it? I, I'm not, I'm not sure to be honest. So that's that's something I'll <laughs> have to. Have it up. <laughs> <laughs> I've checked recently. I'm pretty sure Maltese can vote. I can vote. Sure. Yeah. All right. Make yeah. sure you register. Yeah. 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 I mean, well, in terms of obviously, uh, do you, do you feel involved in the campaign? Do you feel that's something you can contribute to? Yes, obviously. Um, obviously, right, right now I still, I still have to do my Maltese work at the same time, so that, that kind of takes a, a, up a lot of my, my time. But, I mean, I've, I've really got to connect with this country in these last few months and I, I really feel that uh, this is a great opportunity for the Green Party. Um, I've been welcomed with, with open arms, so I'm sure that anyone who's been, who will uh, would like to actually uh, join us for, for these up-and-coming action weekends and other opportunities um, would also feel welcome and I think that this is basically a very very good chance and it's a very good opportunity I mean um, I'm always in favor of any any green green MP because our, our values are second to none but I mean I got to to meet Molly I got to talk to Molly and I think she's 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 really special she's got a lot of very good qualities I went and researched her track record and it's it's very 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 good and I think that yes there's exams coming up and uh, surely there there may be other things which may be a little bit more more uh, attractive for for young people but I think this is such a really good opportunity for everybody we just need to come out and and give her all her support because yes she she may be just one MP but she can make a world of difference come, come join us in Bristol West <laughs> there is nothing like cheesy synchronised requests to come to Bristol West that makes me want to be more involved in that campaign. And if you're interested, you can always find Bristol Young Greens on Facebook and drop them a message if you want to become involved. Also, please do sign up to the Young Greens Action Weekends. We're going to be doing them in Bristol West and in Brighton Pavilion. And you can find out more details on the Young Greens Facebook or you can drop us an email at coaches at younggreens.org.uk if you want to find out more about these events. So let's look forward to the 4th of May 1st, where we hope to get more Young Greens elected councillors. And then let's pull together for the general election and the final push to actually get us a second Green MP. It's really possible. And we're totally behind this. Thank you for listening to this week's edition of the Young Greens podcast. Do not forget to vote on May the 4th in local elections. And if you've not been able to sign up and register to vote yet, please do before the deadline, before the June 8th general election. And if you need any help at all, we're always here for you. Thank you for listening to the Young Greens podcast.